Hello. And welcome. To the Lovies Podcast. I'm your host, Emily. I'm your host, Steve, Allison. And we're here to talk about relationships. Even though we've, we've never, never been, been in one. Woo! Woo! Let's get into it. Okay. Welcome back. To the Lovies Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, hasn't it just been a Emily, ride? Emily. Emily. May I just say, huh. those earrings look very nice Thank on you. Thank you. I know. Don't they look so feminine? I completely forgot you bought those. delicate. Oh, yeah. And the way they shine. They shine so nicely. I know. They're just so pretty. I know. I want to acknowledge it. So, are we on a ride? Is that what you were saying? We're on a ride. No stops? No stops. No breaks. Keep it going. No breaks. Yeah, so I think last time we spoke, we were being discouraged in love. Yes, and Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon, and that was a really, really good episode. Highly suggest it was actually very good. It. I think it's really good. I think even if you are with the love of your life and going through a fallow year, listening to that I think is amazing and such a good reminder. And I was feeling really discouraged, but then. I prayed a lot for College Guy, which yes. if you've been listening to the episodes, it's sprinkled throughout this gnarly story, yeah. and it's all kind of come to a head, and it's really at a great place, and so, I don't know, I'm really happy with where it is and what's happening, and what's weird also, if anyone else is going through this, it's like this weird thing where you've just been praying about something for so much, and it's such a deep thing and you want like I'm not a person that is quiet about anything like I will share I'm an open book I overshare I don't have a hard time articulating maybe I have a hard time intimating what I'm trying to say but I don't have a hard time saying it anyways you know but like with this it's like I think it's just runs so deep and it's such a story that is like just so beyond what I ever thought I would go through I'm having like a hard time talking about it and like sharing it yeah with people Emily also your nail color you never noticed it? No. Why are you nice. complimenting me? <laughs> I'm just noticing things I wanted to know that I care and that I, I listen. Thank you. Because I interrupt. Yeah. But anyway, so that was like really good. So everyone who's discouraged in love, like the best advice I can give you now having gone through it, having that experience, reading that Bible verse and really meditating on it, like the Lord will answer your prayers in exact like absolutely 100% not even a little not just like half of it like he will totally answer your prayer because literally every single every single ask I had I had an answer and now because when you have that it's just like the Israelites in the desert and they're asking for quail and stuff and they're like who are you God like even though God parted the Red Sea and drowned all these people it's like I still don't believe you because we're so quick to forget yeah like the Lord has just been reminding me constantly as the devil tries to come in and steal that away from me and it's just like the most profound thing and I just don't want to forget it yeah so everyone who's discouraged like the Lord is seeing you the Lord is protecting you and he is saving you and so like don't even worry about it don't even try. Feeling good, girl. Feeling good, girl. Yeah. But that's just a little up diet. I'm still single. Podcast still reigns <laughs> true. Podcast still reigns true. Don't you even worry. The Lord still wants me here. At some point, single. we'll have to change the intro. Yeah, at some point. But not at this not rate. At this, not at this rate. <laughs> and not with, not with everything College Boy is doing. But yeah. eventually, it will work out. Um, okay, so what are we talking about? Today we are talking about responsibility. Yes. Like, re- like, what do you mean by that? So, 
I was like, because we had like kind of talked about it once at dinner or whatever, with the fam bam. Yeah. And it is, it's kind of interesting because it actually does really parlay into this whole conversation that I had with college boy now that I'm really sitting here and thinking about it. So responsibility, we were talking about how I was reading a book and it was like a thriller or whatever. And in the book, the main character, the woman, let's call her Lucy, Lucy kills a man. Lucy kills a man and brings her husband, let's call him Dan, into this like thing. Yeah. So Dan and Lucy inadvert like she plans to kill a guy totally by herself. It goes wrong. Dan comes in, finishes the job. So Dan actually kills the man, even mm-hmm. though it was Lucy planned out the whole thing. Yeah. It all goes awry, and that's like the whole book. Dan, on the flip side, is cheating on Lucy this whole time that this is happening. Like he has been for months, and then Lucy decides to kill somebody. And so Dan lies to the police about where he was because he was on a date with his mistress on the night that this guy was killed, that they both killed. So it's like a lot of lying and it's all this stuff. And so then Dan needs to tell his wife that he cheated. Like it comes to this point in the book. Yeah. And Dan tells Lucy that he's cheated on her for five months, like five months prior to this murder or whatever. And he's just like begging for forgiveness, begging for forgiveness not really saying does, yeah. sorry, not really saying, not taking any responsibility for it. And then because of this wicked web that they weave, she can't just up and leave his ass because they are embroiled in murder together. Yeah. And their kid is going through all this other shit on the side. And so it was just kind of interesting to read it because even though their circumstances were strenuous, this is not the first book I've read where the man has cheated on the woman and says, please forgive me. Can we just forget that it happened because I'm not talking to her anymore? Like, but where's the, like, I'm sorry, I'm taking responsibility. Like, I understand. Yeah, like, that was a messed up thing and I have to owe you something now. Yeah. I have to make up for it. Correct the problem. And then her response is, I will just throw him out. So, So then the woman is forcing him to take accountability to some extent by throwing him out of his cozy little home but that's not really him taking responsibility that's not that's her kickstarting him to action yeah exactly that and then what do we all know how that goes they end up in an apartment nasty divorce never talk to you again custody's bitch right Mm. so no one and then ah ain't that just the way (laughs) (laughs) so it's like i'm reading all these books and it kind of dawned on me like where is the responsibility on either side like, where is the wife being responsible to her husband? And, like, coming when he comes home, where is she asking him how his day is? Because they, like, talk about how they're growing apart. Which, this is a thing we talk about, and we're going to wrap back around. Because mm-hmm. you cannot forget, when you have kids, you hate each other. Why can't we Let's admit that? Let's talk about that. <laughs> well, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Conversation. My ears are burning. <laughs> because I'm also reading a book. Ironically, the man's name is Dan oh, in that book. that's interesting. And it's <laughs> fictitious. But it's like, it's kind of, I see what they're doing. Because it's like written by this married couple. And they're trying, and it's like, in the book, it's like, like the husband writes from the guy's perspective. And the wife writes like the wife's perspective. And like how they all deal. And so with these dual narratives, they're trying to, like, establish an unreliable narrator. Because it's like, what is really true? We all remember things differently. Like, he says she embellishes things. And she does. She doesn't say he does anything. She's just like, oh, he's probably going to get like that. But he seems kind of like a deadbeat a little bit. Yeah. 
And so, um, and so here's the thing, because what do they have? What is a woman known for? Mommy blogging. Mommy blogging. She has, like, literally a three-year-old and a baby. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, like, we're talking mommy blogging. Blogger. Mama bear. That's <laughs> <laughs> her name. But, like, B-A-R-E. Because it's like a uh, bear. I'm gosh. Bear. It's sickening because it happens. It happens. <laughs> she used to be barefoot. Uh. <laughs> Step up from that. <laughs> narcissism is um, big with this one. Oh, it was my. just kind of like what also he is saying about her. Mm. But mm. what is this? It's it's the wife bitching about the husband being like he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. It's the husband being like she doesn't do this, she doesn't do that. She's a liar. She does all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm reading? What? I am just reading literally married couple with kids. I can't say anyone's being dramatic. I can't even say it's overly embellished. If anything, it could be under embellished because they don't actually fight. They're just like in their heads talking about how bad they are. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like we all know you fight. That's I was true. like, and this is what, and I'm sitting here and I'm reading it, like knowing that it's like building up to a weird crime thing. Being like, wow, like when you are literally in those moments, in those marriage years, you have to remember like, we have young kids, and this mm-hmm. is the worst we're ever going to get. I know. Like, this is literally, I think, young kids in a family is, like, the absolute, like, dip yes. in the roller coaster I of think marriage. it's the desert of your marriage. Yeah, it's, like, damn, it's, like, skid in the floor. Yeah. You know, like, like it's I think not good. it is misery. And I don't think it's ever great. No. I think it's always hard because it's when you're really forced to, like, create a new routine and because they keep growing, it's like the routine's always changing mm-hmm. until they go to college. Yeah. And it's like, but it's like up until then, I have to cater everything to this person. Absolutely. And it's just like, there's no time for anybody else. It's and, like in those moments, it'd be like, we have kids. And what is the world telling us? But you need to take care of yourself. It's me time. What about those yeah. special moments that you deserve, that you're entitled to? And what is that feeding? That's not feeding your compassion. Yeah. That's not feeding empathy. your empathy. That's feeding your ego. That is yeah. the only thing it your is Your ego feeding. and your pride. Your ego and your pride. And that is the downfall of man. And it's hard when you're so into, like, yourself. Because then it's like, um, you are focusing on you and everyone around you needs to be focusing on you. Yeah. But it's like, that leaves no other... Pl- like, if... If you and your husband are both like, I need me time. Like, like first of all, not to discredit me time. Love that in marriage. Yes. Like, I think yeah, that's, I think I think that's important. I think it's important. But I think being like where it like integrates into the relationship. Like, yeah. I think that's dangerous. Yeah, where it's like, like just yeah. go like, I could go 24 hours. You can go off, do whatever the fuck you feel like. You know what I yes. mean? Not cheap, but like go do what you want. Yeah, like water steer. Yeah, like I don't have to be near you. Yeah. I can live without you. You can live without me and you can like get that out. Yeah. But it's like if we're at home and it's like every decision they're making is based around them instead of like really considering like everybody's schedule and all that jazz. Yeah. It's like you can't do that bullshit. I know, You're not 20. I know. Exactly. And that was the thing that was the downfall in this couple for Dan and Lucy of my novel. Like she, they had one kid, which isn't even that much to juggle. And he was like 11 or something. So he's like pretty autonomous. Yeah, yeah. At, around that age, it's honestly under 10. It's under 10. Is when the kids are the yeah, hardest. Yeah, but when they were under 10 and they were doing that, like she had a meal schedule and she had a calendar. And in the household I grew up in, we had a calendar. Yeah, a calendar. I don't know what family can function without a calendar now we are coming to a season in our own lives where we're getting we literally because we because we have so we have much. one month on 
the whiteboard and for July and people are planning so many things in August. Yes. It doesn't fit on the whiteboard. I had to buy a second calendar <laughs> to write a month ahead. So when yes. the big month comes, and I can put it on the big one. This calendar was consulted by everybody. It had everybody when they were going to get paid, when our parents were going to get paid. It had when the cheers, whatever, if we, if we had something, Games, when the check was going out, dentist, if we had a game, dentist, doctors, doctors all the shit was on this calendar. And so in this book, she had a calendar very similar to that. And she had a meal plan, which I thought was really brilliant. Because then you just consult the, the calendar. Plan, yeah. So if you're having chicken, then if the husband comes home early, he oh, we're having chicken, it. he can defrost the chicken. It's There's genius. no problem with this calendar. But he abhors this calendar because it's representative of the structure and the manipulation. Of like the nuclear and family. Like, it's representative of him, like her oppression to him. And I'm like, oh, okay. God. I know. But that's, but like, oh, but it's true writing. I know. That's it's the hard correct. Part. It's not even it's correct. not even like what a stupid author. It's like, no, that's no, how we No, that's are. like how, yeah, because that <laughs> parlays exactly into what you just depicted. <laughs> yeah. Because that's exactly how, how it is. Feeling. That's it just how it is. Oppression. And it's like, yeah, you're not 20 anymore. You can't just be like, okay, I have like a whole, I have a whole drawer full of lettuce that went bad because I was out every night. You can do that because you're not feeding anybody yeah. the only person that you need to worry about is you and your nutritional value and you have money that you can spend that way because you're not paying for school or sports or diapers or shoes or like all this stuff all that, that adds stuff. up so it's like yeah does it suck that you just bought a whole drawer of vegetables that you have to throw away and then you're probably going to do it again yeah that does suck but you're 20 you can do it yeah who cares and, about but that? like you can't afford to have that much excess waste of your income and resources so that's why you have schedules to see what you're eating. Like, it's and not to, like, work crazy. around, yeah. And I thought that was insane. so weird that, like, that was what... It, it's not weird because it's true, but I think it's weird on a general level that this is what we use as the oppressive figures in your life. And it's like, I just, I don't... I cannot... The reason why I can't wrap my head around it is because the pain and the suffering that happens in this world, that is not pain and suffering. You yeah. having a kid that you care for and having the ability to have a schedule where you can defrost chicken and pork chops and have lettuce and veggies, like, that's not oppression to me. I think oppression is going home to an abusive family member. Oppression is not knowing where your food's going to come. Oppression is having to get meal tickets and food stamps because welfare programs are running your life because you can't seem to get an edge otherwise. Yeah. Like, I think that's oppression and I think that's really hard to get out of and people triumph out of that and that's amazing and you you bet your ass they're not bitching about a meal and you plan. bet your ass they're <laughs> loving the calendar yeah they're it. loving the calendar using it thriving off of it and trying to teach everybody they know how important this calendar is because they know what it's like to go without so when i read these books and then it's like people love the word privilege like blah blah, blah oh, privilege, yeah. which i hate i hate that word because i think it's so misused but so misconstructed all this stuff it's right up there with ignorant and, and it's like immature. if you think you're so privileged then you go home tonight and you don't bitch about having kids how about you start there? Don't tell me you're privileged. Act out your gratefulness. Yeah. Don't tell me. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yes. That's right. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's the snippet. That's the snippet. Lights off, people. We're done. <laughs> That's a wrap. Go home. Yeah. Wow. Very good. <laughs> yeah, because that is that is that straight is, from the Holy Spirit. That's a, truth bombs (laughs) yeah act out your grateful that's why i hate it it's like you think that by saying it it cancels out no 
by saying that you're privileged, you're feeding into your ego. You're that feeding says, see how great I am. Ego. Absolutely. And see how wonderful I have it. And like that makes me feel good because not everybody has it as good as me because I am privileged. That's really what's going on in your mind. Yeah. But on the outside, you're virtue signaling your disorders. Pretty much that's all that that's doing. Yeah, act out your gratefulness. Yeah. And I think that's where responsibility comes in. Because, and I was just talking to a college boy about it because we, we met up, did the thing, whatever. And, like, a big thing that was on his heart was love because he is romantic yeah. and loves love and whatever. But he, I don't think, has ever really felt love because he doesn't understand God's love, which is a whole other story. Romantic. He's I thought romantic. he was contemporary modern. <laughs> He's French country. <laughs> Sometimes far- French country going into farmhouse. La, 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 hamster la, la. going into gerbil. <laughs> which one's better, the hamster or the gerbil? I don't know. Maybe he's farmhouse going into French country. Maybe. Like that and something nice, but same breed. Yeah. Same <laughs> same thing. <laughs> same ethnicity. Yeah. <laughs> Different part of the island. But anyways, um, so he was talking about love and he said, How do you know? Like, when you love somebody, because he was in a relationship for four years, and it took a toll on him. Well, if you're asking me, then that wasn't love. I know. <laughs> but I said love is something you choose. We talked about this before. It's not groundbreaking, and we can go into the whole thing of being like, wow, okay, it took forever. But for some people, it really does. And I'd rather it happen in your 20s and your 40s. It, so we'll take like, what we can get. we will take what we can and get. And he was so moved by it, because he had just talked to apparently somebody else, I don't know who, who said the same thing. Whatever, as long as it rocks your boat, brought your boat, I don't care, remember yeah. it. We love rest repetition. Of your life. The Lord uses repetition. The Lord uses repetition petition and he's all like wow you choose love and I said yes and I said when you're at the beginning and you fall in love it's like this drug and it's like the dopamine and the serotonin and all this stuff is running through you and coursing through your body it like feels like a straight hit of a drug and like and I think everyone should like relish that like relish it revel in it love it act on every impulse like truly like feed off of each other fill each other love each other because when it ends and it will end you can look at them and be reminded of like that time when you just like were so amazed by them and enthralled with them and inspired and then you can recall and be like this is why I choose you every day because even in this season of life when I feel like I owe you nothing and I'm losing everything and I'm sacrificing at every turn this is why I do it for you. And it's like, I think that's where responsibility comes in because you're responsible for their happiness. When you marry someone and you commit to someone, you're responsible for their happiness and they're responsible for your happiness. This isn't like a codependency unhealthy thing. Yeah. But it's like you're committing to one another to do the best for one another. And sometimes that means... Yeah, it's being aware that your actions impact those around you. Exactly. And sometimes that means seasons where you lose and they're winning and seasons where they lose and you're winning. Yeah. And seasons where you're both losing and you're both giving up everything and no one's winning and it's like i th- and that's the year of kids that's that everyone the year is you're losing. always losing you're Even always the losing and the Everybody thing that i find most fascinating is when you love someone in the beginning years and you like love them it's not a question. Yeah. If they need something you do it. It's not even a cho- it's not a choice. It's like you're obligated. Like you feel like like okay, so if he is in like the other if he's in New York and I'm in LA and he wants to do long distance but the the stipulation is I can only see him and he can never come down because of his job, that's not even a problem for me. Because yeah. I adore him and I love him. I don't even feel like I'm sacrificing anything. Yeah. Now, 5 years later, maybe 
like get like say some dynamic change and he has to move to New Zealand because he's working on a project and now we have to uproot our whole family. Yeah. Like like yeah, five years ago I would have been like, yeah, it's not even a question. Yeah. And then that's what I'm gonna recall is like that wasn't even a question because I love him and and then you look at it five years later when you have kids or like whatever whatever season of life you're in and you're like that is just the biggest ask. You could ever, you know, want of me. Yeah. You remember, you're like, but he is providing for our family and he loves us and he's showing our kids what hard work looks like. And that hard work doesn't always mean it's what you want. Yeah. You know, and I think that's how people should, and that's taking responsibility. That's taking responsibility for your kids, for the love that you have, for the devotion that you've committed in front of God and everybody to your man. Or to your partner or whatever. And the vice versa. Because what if I had a job and it's taking me to London and we have to uproot everything and he has a really, you know? Yeah. And I think it's just like the lack of responsibility, I think, robs people of happiness. I think it does because I think it just continually feeds into like, because it's like, it's it's nerve wracking. Yeah. A little bit reading books like this. Because yeah. it's like, we all know people think it. Yeah. But when it's in any form of media, print, media, social... Mm-hmm. otherwise yeah etc 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 like it validates i that know feeling, that's what i don't and like. then it progresses beyond mm. that and so i'm like that makes me nervous because it's like everyone's thought that but it's like when you're ingesting things that are like oh no but this is family you always think maybe i should try to be better i know but instead of being like oh like i'm not the only one this is fine like i'll just keep bitching yeah it's like oh i know because it's that weak minds it's, it's very weak because minds. what does it say in the like i was reading proverbs or psalms or something and it's like like, do not lose your foothold. Those who walk in the way of the Lord will be of sound mind and of wisdom. Yeah. Like, fight and protect that yeah. with everything that you have. And then, like, even the pastor today, he was talking and he was saying, do you ever have it where, like, what family member has God? And then everyone's like, <gasps> like, oh, my gosh. Like, you have morals. You have standards. Get out of here with that. You have, like, accountability, responsibility. You have discipline. Nobody yeah. wants that. And then that's why weak minds who are, like, like, that's just so hard fall into traps like these books and are justified and they're justified by it and it's like oh my lord the prolonging of just humans innate like slothful need it's like so interesting the seven deadly sins yeah because it's like so true like and it's like when you really like witness one like full throttle i know it's fucking terrifying it is like where somebody is like really that proud or like that jealous I know. Or, like, that's slothful. Yeah. Like, it's painful. It's painful because, like, let's take, okay, this might be controversial, but pride, which we all know, that's in our faces. So I'm going to engage with it because it's in our faces. So gay gay people have pride in which they sell. I know of people who are gay whom you would never even know are gay. You know why? Because they made that choice. They're comfortable with their choice, and they don't feel like it's everybody else's problem. Yeah. So they're like, they're like, yeah, okay. I just, I want to be able to love whoever I love and not be judged by you. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You can love whoever you love. I'm gonna let you do that. Don't make me like feel like I'm like being like like whips and chains. Like, to, like, like grand, uh, yeah. Like I have like to grand do this, this whole, yeah, yeah, to like. I like I don't know what else you want from me. You can get a job, you can work, you can marry your person, like like what do you want from me? Why are you oppressing me so much? And then there's the people like who are at the gay pride parades who just are like bashing people, bashing everyone they know. They're like, Don't you believe in me? Don't you love me? And it's just like that's pride. That's the sin of pride. Yeah. Is that it's that like constant aggression and need of validation. And yeah, approval. constant need of validation. Yeah. It's like 
it's insane because it's like I know what it's like. Yes, you know what I can't. I can't say I know what it's like as a gay person. Can't yeah. say that, but it's like I mean, people are gonna hate this comparison, whatever. But it's like it's true because it's like we're conservative. That's currently like the asshole of every joke right now. Yeah. So like. It's hard when you're in a room of people who don't agree with you. Yeah. And whatever. And you're like, okay, fine. And then when you're finally around everybody who agrees with you and you can talk about it, like, and be like, yeah, like, so great. Like, it's great. It is. So good. Yes. And it's like, but, like, I can get by without those groups. It feels good, mm. but, like, my my mental stability does not depend on it. Exactly. And then it's like, because even in the gay groups, they turn on each other. Yeah, they do. But if you, like, in my group, if I'm around a bunch of conservatives, guess what? We're not all going to agree exactly like me. Yeah. Like, we can all be conservative in name, but maybe they feel this way about that thing or this way about that, and I feel a different way. Like, that's fine. But if some groups... Like, the person can be vicious. Like, say you're in a conservative group. Like, you could be the vicious one. That's your pride. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what coalition or what group you identify with. The point is, like, pride. when like, And that's why when you say gay, oh, now we have all these people running after us because it's such a visceral reaction. When you say conservative, it's like all these people running after you because it's such a visceral reaction because yeah. what are you entrenched in? You're not entrenched in the, like, I don't like this or I don't like that. You're entrenched in the hate like your that pride the devil in is your telling beliefs. you yeah. because your pride and your ego say you're better than everyone else yeah. when you're no different than anyone else. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like I love the groups that I get along with and everyone agrees with me but I have lived my life never being in those groups until now until literally 2020 because though that was just the door that was open yeah. I'm usually with the crowd that I never agree with but I don't ever fold yeah because how am I going to change how is a gay person going to change my opinion by yelling at me yeah right if you want to go there how am I going to change opinion about God if I'm yelling at them yeah it's and useless. it's like as we lose responsibility and accountability we lose the ability to dialogue and to talk about things because what if a person who is gay wants to like maybe holds conservative ideals, but they can't feel open in their community, but they don't feel open in the conservative community either. Yeah. Like where do that where does that person go? To us. To us. Because <laughs> it's like there does always need to be a place where we're fine. Like there's a neutral middle ground in everything. Like there's not only things that are black and white. Yeah. And I think like when it comes to relationships, that's how a lot of people nowadays are even living their lives relationally. Like it's black and white. Like I have kids, I hate you, period. Oh, but you can't remember that time when I loved it, you? It is very interesting. Yeah. It's like... It's, it's just very black absol- and white for it's such like, a morally it's, There are area. no moral absolutes, but I absolutely know that I don't like you in marriage. And like, fuck men. Yeah. <laughs> fuck men. I don't like you with my kid. I liked you then, but you're different. Absolutely. Really? But we can no all believe absolutes. our own thing as long as it matches up with yeah, what it I makes, say. Yeah, it makes no sense because who's in the driver's seat? Your ego and your pride, and yeah. you're the standard and everybody else falls. Yeah. No. Because when you live as yourself being the standard then your life is full of chaos and misery and darkness. And you're mad at everybody and you're pushing everybody away and you wonder why you don't have anybody con- like talking to you or understanding you or empathizing with you. Yeah. And then where does that lead? Darkness leads to doubt, leads to suicide. And that's the enemy winning. And that's really what all of this is about. Lack yeah. of responsibility is just the enemy winning. Like, and also, like, who, like, I, this is another thing I can't wrap my head around. What makes you so fucking great? Like, I know, like, I have my downfalls. I know I have the places where I excel at, but I don't think that then two canceling each other out equals me being perfect. Yeah. Like it's pretty neutral. That's why I'm always so amazed. Like this, cause this college boy, everybody says, wow, why do you like him so much? And even he's like, I'm so flattered. And it's like, why? 
we are no different. Yeah. Like, absolutely no different. And I think where we line up, everything can... And it's like, it's like, I don't want to be with somebody who's, who everyone else thinks... It's the... Because I was saying this earlier. It's like, my happiness is not through your lens of happiness for me. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, I could be with this guy that you think is perfect. And like, that's exactly who I should be with. But is it? Yeah. You know, like, and is it's that like, right? and it's even, like, what do we really know about others? What do we really know about others? And then also it's like with college boys, like we have a really great connection and we have a really great understanding. And it's like, I think it both kind of shocks us how well it works. But it's like, yeah, like if you were to sit there and think, oh, is this the person that I would end up with? Like, maybe that's not the first look. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like, one. it's interesting. I don't know why I got on that tangent. That's kind of weird. It's okay. It was a but fine tangent. the point is, take responsibility. Start taking responsibility for your actions. And then, Instead yeah. of taking pride in your actions, take responsibility for it. Exactly. Them. And don't fall in the pitfalls of what people want for you. Because that's also taking, that's like forfeiting your responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Every choice is your choice at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, and period. it's like, I'm so tired. Because if, if college boy wasn't in a relationship because he felt the need to be in one he would be in a totally different place yeah like he would have just I, like he would have gone through all this shit he's going through now then you know yeah so but that's unfortunately becoming more and more the norm for everyone across the board boys and girls like it just it doesn't even matter yeah who you are. yeah it doesn't matter who you like, are it's definitely a general statement yeah and it's like this like weird like relationships are important but this weird like stress that is put on relationships it needs to calm down yeah like as I was telling people about college boy and like he's going on his journey and whatever and for now it's like you know on a pause but it's like okay so is he going to marry you like people in the church so is he are you going to marry him like what and it's like that robs me of enjoying him during this time yeah because dating is just finding out if you can even last you can't even make a decision until two years you can't you literally like can't. under 40 you can't over 40 is way different because you're pretty much done and you're going to hit menopause. Then you know what? I, 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 I would say like 32, 32 is the age where you can stop waiting for two years. Yeah. Where you can make exceptions. But like 32 is like a year. Yeah. Like I'd wait I a would year. like want to wait at least a year. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but in your 20s, gosh. Like it could say I caught him. Say I caught him and we were 22. I would never hear from him again. Yeah. Ever. Like it would be one of those things where it's like, okay, I learned from you. So it's like. In, in one way, it's good, and in another way, it's sad, but I think it's perfect because it's all in God's timing, and I'm taking responsibility for my feelings and passing them along to him. Yeah. So he can become good. Even if we don't end up together, he can become great for whomever he does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, it is kind of interesting because that's very true because if he was, like, in his 20s and we did this, I would never hear from him no, again. No, yeah, it would have never worked out. So he needed to be in that relationship. Absolutely, he did. Huh. Finding out all sorts of things today. This is the Jesus moment. You're like, wow. Wow. It was for my good. Okay. That's it now. My little tummy's grumbling. I know. We have to eat brekkie. Have to eat brekkie. God just meets us exactly where we are. Of course he does. It's amazing. Huh. Repeat that sentence. God meets us exactly where we are. And that goes out to your people. You people out there who are wondering if you... Like, meeting God halfway means you see him and you walk up to him. Or, like, you have to take the first step and then he'll meet you there. 
but God meets you where you are. He meets you where you are. And so, he you should, you so if you're taking a step and you don't see him in it, it's probably not. He's probably not gonna meet you there. Yeah, he probably won't. And that took me an entire year to figure out. <laughs> so you're welcome. Please take it with you on your journey. A whole yeah. books, endless books about it. <laughs> After the fact. After the fact. Ridiculous. And but, but on see, the bright side, it? they match my conclusion, which means. I was right. The Lord helped help me see the truth. And it was sweeter because you found it on your on own. My own. On my there own. There is nothing good. more sweet than finding God in your own way. Absolutely. Yeah, no. It, like, just validates so many things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Love you, lobby dubbies. I love you. Hope you're having a good time. Like, rate, subscribe, share, comment, reblog. Love you, lobby dubbies. <laughs> love Talk you. to you next week. Bye, Bye ladies. And fellows, maybe.